This week on Welcome Back to Roswell, we're talking third episodes. First up is Monsters from the original Roswell, followed by Roswell, New Mexico's Tearing Up My Heart. Let's see if I can make it through without slipping into sync melodies. <laughs> yeah, that was a lost cause from the start. Question one. Whose car did Maria rear-end? Oh, the sheriff. Good! Okay, question two. For monsters. Monsters. Okay, thank you. What caused Max to enter the UFO center for the first time? He was returning a tip that Maria had accidentally not given. Or not a tip, a change. Correct. Thank you. She could have accepted it as a tip. She could have, but she didn't. She's a good person. Number three. Who did Isabel dreamwalk on in this episode? Wait, who did is? Oh, dreamwalking is where she goes and I wouldn't. Yeah, this is not how I would phrase this question. I'm going to rephrase it in my parlance. Let's hear it. Who did Isabel dreamwalk in this episode? (laughs) Whose dream did she enter yes there you go that's how i would phrase it uh the answer is maria nice which one are we on number four number four what did milton show max as quote proof that aliens exist a photo from 1959 that showed a little milton eating ice cream while a shadow of an alien was right next to him that's super correct (laughs) thanks i don't know if i've missed one yet number five why did max accept a job at the ufo center Oh, oh, because uh, Milton said he would give him access to the non-public archives. I love it. You yeah. did it. Yeah. High five. I love it. Um, hey. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> Good. Uh, um, today, I have one of my favorite people, collaborators, buddies. He brings good beer. He's a good sport. <laughs> All around delight. Colin J. Morris is with me. Yay. Thanks, Bogey. Thank you so much for coming to watch episode three of Roswell and episode three of Roswell, New Mexico. <laughs> is that what the new series is called? It Roswell, is. Roswell, New Mexico. I like that. You do? I do. Because it's like, how much can you do with titles? It's like, um, you know, when you get into like Rockies and Rambos, those yeah. are the ones I always think of. But like by the time they got to John Rambo, I was like, yeah, that's how you name a sequel. Or <laughs> Rocky Balboa. Uh, yeah, or Rocky Balboa. Uh-huh. And I think those came out in the same year. I think they did. I think Sylvester Stallone came up with the same idea and just did it twice. Yeah, yeah, that sounds about right. Um, well, then I'm, I'm glad that you'll be approving, at mm. least as far as the opening credits go of the next thing yeah. we see. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> As, I'm, a, I'm excited. I was intrigued by this episode we watched. This is, and this was like... The first full episode that you can 100% say that you watched. Yes. You may have seen the pilot at some point. I know I've seen part of the pilot. Okay. I don't know that I saw the whole thing. Well, you knew about the stomach handprint, uh, they, which is a fairly iconic pilot moment. That might have been a previously on oh, okay. where I got that. I remember the sh- that there was a shooting yeah. in the pilot. And that Liz, who is the dark, long-haired waitress, mm-hmm. she uh, uh, she was shot, and then 
Max saved her by yeah. throwing hands. These on are her. these are key things. Okay, then yeah. I you pretty much like that's pretty much the pilot. Okay. Cool. There's some other stuff happens, but like mm-hmm. that's basically that's the plot. Okay. And then he tells her he's an alien. That's just the other out, just out with it? Pretty pretty much. I mean he he does like kind of wait for her to confront him. Like he doesn't like come get her and tell her he's an alien, but like she confronts him and he's like, Yeah, it's true. I'm okay, so what's the timeline? So, like, she's shot Monday afternoon, mm-hmm. and then, like, Tuesday morning her. at school? Tuesday, she's- well, it's kind of, you know, you know how sometimes the things that happen in class match up well with the things that are going on in your right. personal life? Like, so- if there's a lecture about Napoleon, uh-huh. uh, somehow... You'll have to invade invade Russia and the exactly in the like in that. the winter and it's a horrible idea yeah, and everyone yeah, yeah. knew okay, okay yeah so it's like that in that she is in bio they're bio partners uh-huh. and in class she, they're looking at their own cells and he chewed on a pencil and left the pencil there but then he like leaves because he's like oh I can't leave my cells but he leaves his cells all over the pencil so she's like uh hello so she takes his cells. Puts him on a slide, looks at him, and is like, they are not human. Okay. So then she confronts him, and she's like, hey, one, you saved my life by laying hands on me. Uh-huh. Two, you have weird cells, so, like, explain. <laughs> and he's like, well, okay, you got me. Yeah. I'm an alien. Okay. I mean, he doesn't call him. He prefers the term not of this earth. Wow. That's a thing. Wow. <laughs> but- I prefer the term not of this earth <laughs> when right, describing well, myself. But- Let's just do it. <sighs> okay. And then uh, our other aliens are Catherine Heigl. Yes. And spiky-haired Michael. Yes. Okay. Hey, you did it. All right. Um, yeah, so- Isabel. Isabel. See? Okay, cool. You, you're, a, you're a savant of, I'm a, of Roswell. I'm a quick study of You Roswell. are. I love it. This gives me great pleasure. Um, and in today's episode, we really focus on Maria and Isabel, and prim- primarily Maria- yeah. And whether she's going to tell the sheriff about the aliens. Yes. That's pretty much the big A plot. Mm-hmm. I guess the B plot is Max goes to a museum. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah, but I assumed it was serving a greater plot. Not sure. that he was just <laughs> okay. like, All right, when you I... say Max goes to a museum, it's like, <laughs> All right, you're right, I'm you downplaying went to it. see the Ansel Adams okay. exhibit. The B plot is that it's future week at school. Uh-huh. So Topolsky, the guidance counselor, is quizzing everyone, what do you want to do in 10 years? What do you think you'll actually do? Which I maintain is a mean question to ask teenagers. Yeah, that was really funny. Like what to, do you think you'll actually, actually be doing? Like, that's what you say to, like, a college graduate uh-huh. when they're like, I got my degree in comparative historical literature. And then you're like, okay, so, like, what are you going to do? <laughs> like, that's, <laughs> and that's still kind of harsh when yeah, you do yeah, that, yeah. but, like, that's something you say to an adult. But, but that's just, when you get to say, like, well, rent's due on the first, so <laughs> what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Like, functionally. (laughs) Are you going to work at a diner and have some teeny bopper give you a chore chart? Though, honestly, I did love the color coding on that chart. It made me pretty happy. It was. I liked uh, that she found something to compliment about it because it was clear that it meant a lot to Liz. Oh, it was so important. No one was into it. No. They're all adults. Yeah. They're all grown-ups. If a 16-year-old told me to do anything, I would refuse. And showed me a science fair project poster of the thing that, like, 
No, what? It was. It was almost looked like the threefold. Like <laughs> it did. I bet it wanted, could stand up on its own. It was yeah, foam core. She wanted a blue ribbon for that shit. She really did, and instead, she got a a lot of side eye. Mm-hmm. Understandable side eye. But yeah, so the B plot is definitely it's future week. Figure out what you're gonna do. Yes, and that was so. Or was that the C plot almost? Because then what's the like, B plot? They kept. Well, I would say. Uh, what's his name? Max goes to the museum. Is the Wait, B-plot. hold on! You came at me when I said that. No, no, but I'm saying there's more to it than he just went to the museum. <laughs> he went to the museum. He talked to a guy. Yeah, who was into aliens. He meets the guy. Meets a guy at the museum. Is that enough? Yeah, I, Max, Max meets a guy. Meets a guy at the, the museum. museum. It's okay. Kenny Banya from Seinfeld. He's great. Yeah, he's he's great in anytime he appears anywhere. He's great, but in this, he definitely adds like some. Serio comic levity that the show doesn't really have. Because the show kind of plays with, like, I think it's, like, is it supposed to be funny that Maria keeps, sees the aliens in her dream as, like, cartoon aliens? Is that, um, I don't know if that's humor. It's camp, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The costume design, uh, like, the green hair and the silver suit, it was, like, I mean, uh, it was straight out of Plan 9 from Outer Space. That's true. They looked exactly like 60s fucking mm-hmm. uh, dinner plate flying saucer yes. fucking camp movies. So I think they had to have been playing with it a little bit, at least a little. Yeah, I guess. And I liked it. I'm, yeah. not, I'm not trying to complain. Like, I'm not trying to be cool and act like I don't love this show and everything it does. <laughs> yeah. But I think there's a level of it like Banya gives us like, he's straight comic relief. Uh-huh. Like, there's, we're not supposed to be thinking about his inner life. Like, we are just supposed to take him for the fun that he offers the moment. Interesting. I think, you know? Because, well, I don't know. You you can see further down the road than I can. Um, yeah. Having been there before. So what I, I thought they were setting up a big thing with Banya. <laughs> I thought Banya. I thought, I'm for sure. I he was might like, be the key to everything. I was like, Banya's going to be, oh, yes, and there's a mysterious key. Thank you for Oh, there is that. a key. That, I feel like they put in this because in a future episode, we have to not forget that there was a key. Okay. But Because that is not even a C-plot because there's no, there's no arc. It's right. just, hey, we've got a key. Why would I have this key if it didn't unlock something? And then Max is like, it's just a key. What do keys even do? Keys open doors, Max. <laughs> it's like, Max, keys like are one of the more functional objects. And- and they serve one very famous <laughs> Like, we know about it, too. Like, don't pretend in your house there's no keys. <laughs> I've seen your fancy house. Oh, okay. Speaking of that, how accustomed to Earth uh, culture are these three? Have they yes. been on Their Earth whole a conscious time? lives. They woke up out of, like, pods at age eight, or body age eight. Okay. And then they wandered into the desert, and two of them were picked up by a nice family. And one of them went into foster care. But so, like, they, from age eight, they remember everything. Which, which one's whom? Uh, Max and Isabel are brother and, or raised his brother and sister. And gotcha. Michael lives on the other side of town. Okay. I was, I was curious about that because they, Max and Isabel did share a uh, sort of, like, hug at the end of the yes, episode. Yes, they are brother I wasn't and sister. Sure. Okay, so that is brother and sister-like. Okay. Um, so how did they know they're aliens? Well, they have powers, Whoa. and they live in Roswell, and they came out of pods. Whoa, wait a minute. So they're not even aliens? 
What do you mean? They are I'm aliens. I'm jumping to the conclusion. No, no. They, they okay. are not even aliens. Oh, my God. And this whole show is about, like, government uh, experiments or something. It could have been. Okay. But they didn't. But, no, it's their it's aliens. aliens. Okay. I mean, they're part of the crash in 47. Here's the thing. There's a thing that happens, and I don't know. I'm assuming anyone listening to this has probably watched the show or is going to watch ahead and everything. At one point, we are told certain things about their biology that, like, at the end of the first season, we're told, like, this is the key to their biology. And then later, they kind of change what that means. Okay. So... Yeah, they're aliens. So... They're aliens. They're it aliens. doesn't matter. They're okay, aliens. Fine, 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 fine. I could explain the more complicated, but like they're aliens. They are aliens. Okay. And the show doesn't ever like try to twist you that they're with... not aliens. Okay. But I... they were crashed in 47. They were in these pods, woke up, their eight-year-old bodies, go outside, start being in the human society. It's just crazy to me that the main like alien characters in the show don't actually have any proof or <laughs> proof of memory that yeah. they're aliens, but they're like, oh, yeah, sure, we're aliens. Well, they fr- they live in Roswell, and there was a crash, and they have so, powers. So many people live in Roswell. Who have powers? We don't know. I'm telling you, I've seen all the episodes. If you have powers and you live in Roswell, you're an alien. You've or also, you've there's also one been other to Roswell. I've been there. Who had powers? Nobody. It no. sucked. I'm sure there are lovely people in Roswell, but I went there for the tourist experience. Uh-huh. Like I wanted the experience like I see in this show where you get to go to a museum that's all campy and yeah. you can buy swag with like little aliens all over it. Like that's what I wanted. I wanted the tchotchkes. I wanted the, the tourist thing that was unavailable. There is a oh, UFO museum. It is not as fun as this. There's no like Roswell sign piercing the heart of an alien. Right, right. Like this... UFO museum. This set designer is much better than the set designer of yeah. the actual museum. Honestly, it's like more. It sounds like it's more fun to go to the fries in Burbank than to go to Roswell, New Mexico. I think you're going to get as much of a thrill if you go to the fries and like a Warner Brothers studio tour. You're okay. probably going to have as much magic. Oh, wait. So you need the fries and Warner Brothers to equal the magic of Roswell, New Mexico? No, to equal what it should be, but. Y- Oh, I see, I see. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, to satisfy the desire to go to the fictional Roswell in New Mexico. Gotcha, okay. But yeah, if you, you could just go to Fry's, I guess. I, I was just saying that that beats real Roswell. I'm sure there's lovely people in Roswell living good lives. But Some of them might be aliens. Well, if they have powers, they're definitely aliens. They're not just like mutants. This isn't a world where mutants exist. Okay, so if you didn't have a memory of the first eight years of your life, okay, and you started developing powers, uh-huh. and the city you were in is famous for aliens, you wouldn't assume you're an alien? I would assume I was an alien, but I would hope that someone would say, you might not be an alien. It could be something else. But like, you had this girl, and you had chewed on a pencil, and then she took your pencil, and she put the cells under the thing, and so she knows your cells are not human cells. Yeah, but that's not what he decides he's an alien. <laughs> no, but I'm just saying all of, everything is pointing in one direction. I guess, I guess, I guess it's just strange, like, why not do 
the, why don't I have the beginning of the series be the discovery of them being aliens if they have no memory of it? Well, it's the discovery that aliens exist among us. So we think. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I mean, I've never come across an alien denier uh, of this magnitude. I don't even know what to do with you. I don't either. It's just, <laughs> I haven't seen, from just watching episode three, Yeah, I haven't seen enough evidence. You saw the dreamwalking. I saw the dreamwalking. So you, so you, you do admit that there are powers. Yeah. Could be a psychic. Could be a spirit. <laughs> could be any number of things that Mulder and Scully would run across on a daily basis. It's true. She doesn't fix her car, which is kind of a weird thing. Right, because she has electronic, or she has control over Maria's car, but not mm-hmm. her own. Yeah. I thought about that. It was weird. But I think here's the thing. I think Maria's 91 Jetta mm-hmm. has like more electronics and computer chips in it. Okay. And that old, like, 1950s army jeep yeah. that she was driving wouldn't have any of that That's shit. true. It probably is stick. Oh, yeah, yeah. I love that car. That's really cool. I wish I could drive an army jeep around. It you wouldn't can. fit my parking space. I could. I don't know where they sell them. Probably out in New Mexico. <laughs> I'd have to move to, all right, fine. I'm moving to New Mexico. Yeah, or drive it back. I could. Yeah. Thanks. I appreciate you supporting my dreams. I'm totally into this. Okay. So, in general, uh-huh. from now that you have officially watched an entire episode, what do you think of Roswell? I, I like it. I think it's fun. Um, it has an insane amount of like famous actors in it. It's I crazy. I was expecting that. Uh, I'm interested to see more from Colin Hanks. Yes. Because from this episode, his character seemed to mean nothing and do nothing. But... <laughs> yeah, it's weird. They're holding him on because, like, in a. It's sort of like the key. They're just, like, reminding us Colin Hanks is in the show, and then he gets more stuff to do in yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, I have to ask you. Yeah. As a fellow SDS host, uh-huh. are there any ships for you here? Do I you mean, see ships? So I. Already, we were talking about this while we watch it. I already love Maria. She's dope. she's great. She's great. Returning that change to that family, come that was on, pretty great. While she's stressed out and working so hard, like yeah, it's a busy she, shift. Yeah. And she's like, I yeah, um, good for her. I think she's super cute. Um, I don't know this Michael very well from this episode. Yeah, not a lot. But I would say from her, like him in a tuxedo dream. Where she uses her dream powers to comb his hair for him. I know. Because uh, <laughs> he wears it so spiky. He wears it so spiky, which I can relate to. It. Yeah. Uh, but, <laughs> yeah. No, I'll go ahead and, uh, on a probationary okay, level, fair. I will make myself an M&M. Ooh, I, I will send you some videos that will push you over the edge. Okay. Some fan vids. <laughs> Sounds Some good. manips. Awesome. Um, yeah, no, they are great. There's just the hints of their ship are starting to bubble up. Okay. And then it becomes a fire eventually. That's good. You know what? And if he's if he's good to her and she has a good time, then I ship it because I after one episode, big Maria fan. She's, I think she's great. She's sweet. Yeah. And she stands up for what's right. Against, oh yeah, and against she the sheriff. Doesn't snitch. She doesn't snitch. That's a big thing we didn't talk about. She doesn't snitch, and she I love snitch. that. I know you don't like snitching. I don't. Um, okay, I'm trying to think. Oh, here's another thing that we we talked about live, but I feel like we should talk about on the 
recording just so that we will always remember uh-huh. that we when you say live you mean in your living room while <laughs> yeah watching the in okay. irl i guess is the way to say it real life off tape i don't know what do you describe conversations as when you're not recording yeah, them no you're right all of this is correct <laughs> i'm just clarifying all right cool 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 um but topolsky who is a guidance counselor oh um, is Drusilla. darla darla thank you darla is kind of flirtatious with Max in a way that the show is not really dealing with. The show, I don't think, wants us to think that's happening. Right. Like, it's not like Dawson's Creek where the teacher does bone the student. Right, This right, is right. like... Or Riverdale where the teacher, teacher bones does the student, bone the student. Or, yeah. Um, or Pretty Little Liars where the, the teacher bones the student. Uh-huh. This is, I think, supposed to just be her opening up to Max. But... She, the way she takes her glasses, like, I don't think I had ever noticed it this way until we were watching this together. And I was like, oh, man, Colin's she, right. She's, she's flirting. She's pouring some sugar out. Yeah, she's like, it's oh, crazy. I used to stand behind a tree. Oh, and mm. so that could be a really difficult place to be. Mm. And, like, and then I are, talked to a boy that I liked. Oh, yeah. She said, literally, <laughs> she's like, what did you do today? <laughs> what did you? The student asks her what she did today <laughs> to accomplish her goals. And she goes, I talked to a boy that I liked. <laughs> she's so fucking breathy. It's and crazy. I know that she's super breathy and everything, but. It's true. You got to be less breathy when talking to a 16-year-old boy. I don't know, but he doesn't even react to it. No, he doesn't give a shit. He's an alien. Well, and he's in love with Liz. Okay. Yeah. The, you know what that reminds me of? That so their chip. Mm-hmm. I've heard you mention uh, before. Those yes. are the dreamers. They're the dreamers. Yes. Max and uh, Liz. Mm-hmm. Okay. That sort of reminds me of uh, Clark and Lana from Smallville, where I just yeah. don't. You don't give care. A shit. <laughs> I think okay. I think that is valid. Uh-huh. I think in this. You did miss like him saving her life, which is like a pretty like yeah, yeah, yeah. romantic thing. It's a big deal. But it is very much it's very similar to Clark and Lana where they just are gonna make doe eyes at each other a lot. For like nine years. For nine years. And it's better because I don't know if you were, I don't know how deep of a smallville person you were, but Lana had a dumb boyfriend for so much of that period. Oh, yeah. He did, like, dunks and shit. Yeah. It was like, why does she have a dumb boyfriend? She's literally staring at Clark all the time. Clark is staring at her all the time. He's very handsome. Right. Like, what? what, I guess because he works at a farm? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) What's your problem with Clark? There was some fucking mythos that, like, the the Kent family farm wasn't a big deal in Smallville. <laughs> what? Like, he could have been the fucking mayor of that horse town. Well, and anyway, he was ridiculously handsome. Yeah, no, but he had to be Very like a, nice. He had to be like a quiet nerd because he, he's Clark Kent. I know, but he still looked like himself. Yeah, And no. he was mooning over her all the time. I think for me, Clark and Lana didn't work because the two of them wouldn't just, like, get together. Max and Liz, I think, are better at least for me, because, like, she was dating Kyle, who I don't even know if you saw Kyle. I don't know who Kyle He was the guy in the Letterman's jacket. He was, like, in one scene. Wow. Don't worry about it. Okay. She had a summer <laughs> fling with him, but she was pretty much done with it by the time they went back to school, and okay. then she got saved by this other guy, so she's... He's not over her, but she's over him. Um, And so... But, like, that's gone. So the two of them are just kind of, like, 
held apart by his alienness, but not even that much held apart. That's oh my god! I forgot. I just now remember that Clark Kent is also an alien. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're not just like making random connections. And does he save her in the pilot? I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure he saved. Somebody he saved, saved me. <laughs> it's the whole point of that show. No, <gasps> you know who he saves and who I shipped. He saves Lex in the pilot. Oh, that's right. And that honestly, if the sh- if that show had guts. Not that this is going to become a Smallville rant, but if Smallville had guts, Clark and Lex would have had an affair. Yeah. Like, they would have just been in love. They could have broken up and become nemesises, and then Clark meets Lois and falls fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, they and should. Lex never accepts. Oh. Of course. They should have been in love and broken up. How much, how that good would that so be? That would have been so much better. That oh. would have been so good. And those actors were really good, too. I would have loved to watch them play that. They were really good together. Yes. That was like, yeah, it was awesome. Oh, man. All right, well, do you so want to watch that... this CW show now? Yeah, we're <laughs> going to watch an episode of Smallville next, sir. <laughs> well, uh, it's like Smallville, but it's modern times. Uh-huh. Uh, it's about people in their late 20s, and uh, one is an alien who saves the other one's life, and, ha- and that alien has a sister, and he has another friend named Michael. So there's three aliens. Okay. Wait, I'm confused. Are these the same three aliens? <laughs> no, it's a reboot. It's a reboot, but now they're in their 20s, and one of them's name is still Yes, Michael. but Max and Liz really liked each other in high school, but they never did anything about it. Now, 10 years later, Liz is back in town, and Max saves her life. So it's sort of a high school reunion ship. You know how I feel about those. I know you like those, but I'm so confused. Just wait. So we've now watched episode three of Roswell, New Mexico, entitled Taryn Up My Heart. Taryn Up My Heart? Like the name? Like the song. What song? Uh, by NSYNC, Taryn Up My Heart. Oh. I keep saying Taryn because it's an apostrophe after the N. Gotcha. It's not tearing up my heart. It's Taryn. But they they heart. mean tearing up my heart. Well, yeah. Okay. It's like Taryn, like running. Raining. <laughs> Uh, crying. Uh, splaining. Yeah. That one has two. Splaining? Oh, yeah. That's one of the front <laughs> at, at the end. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, this is not a very in-sync episode. No, but was that, so, was that one of the songs on the treasure map? Oh, it could have been. The show does, the show every week, uh, the title of the show is a, uh, Except for pilot, the pilot. But every episode is a name of a 90s song. So last week was so much for the afterglow. Interesting. Which is an ever clear song. Could be. I it's no not idea. ever. I just always get ever clear and ever last confused. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know that sounds like so much for the afterglow. And then it's like, um, you know, the guy who did Father of Mine. That's Everclear. Yeah. So Father of Mine is Everclear. Uh, they they're the ones who Santa did Monica. The, which one? Santa, uh, Monica. Santa Monica. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they did the the Loser soundtrack with Jason Biggs. They did. Yeah, that's that's how I know that. Yeah, and they also had an album called So Much for the Afterglow, which I think included the song So Much for the Afterglow. Gotcha. May have also had the song AM Radio. Nice. I enjoyed them. Okay. 
My brother, uh, when my parents divorced, used to play Father of Mine really loud, like to be bitter at my dad. Whoa. (laughs) It was pretty basic of him. We didn't have the term basic at the time, but it was pretty basic. Oh, my God. (laughs) But it was also like, he was a fifth grader. Like, how does a fifth grader express angst? That's how fifth graders process everything through Mm -hmm. other people's song lyrics, Yeah, exactly. Wow. That's kind of the funniest thing I've ever heard, you calling him basic for that. Uh, (laughs) And it also goes directly, I guess we could just get into it, goes directly into Uh how mean older (laughs) sisters are in this world and in the world of Roswell, New Mexico. Let's not worry about this world, but in Roswell, (laughs) let's keep it about the show. Uh, Isabel is not being very kind to her brother, Max. No, but you were really quick to point out (laughs) About the tough love. Yeah, she's here. She's kind of testing him. Again, I recognize this as an older sister. I don't necessarily say it's good behavior as a person. Uh-huh. But she, in, as soon as she finds out that Max is in actual love with Liz and Liz actually cares about Max, she all of a sudden stops being a monster about it. Right, 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 right. Like, she gets genuinely upset. So it's kind of like what she just didn't trust her brother's words. I guess. And that actually, that was kind of confusing too. But first, so what happens is okay. she walks in on Liz and Max. And this is, I don't know if everyone who's listening is as confused as I was, but these are different Liz's and Max's. <laughs> and no one is as confused as that, I don't think. Because they got pretty far into this ep- this episode of a podcast about shows to not understand the two shows. Okay. I just want to be clear. This is a different blonde lady yeah it's a different a isabel different it's isabel. a different max it's a different liz it's a different marie it's a very different maria very different maria a this different maria alex is like this maria is like cool she's like cool confident. but confident she's what i hope for the other maria if honestly alien sidetracked her life which makes me sad oh, but I see. but so if, if not for the aliens if not for the aliens i would hope that other maria could have grown into such a confident fun adult as this maria gotcha well, like, you know what I'm going to say about that. I hope other Maria grows up to leave Roswell, New Mexico, and not just pour, be tipping, uh, what do you call it? Brewskis? Yeah, tipping brewskis at the local <laughs> water and hole. I don't think that's what they call it. <laughs> tipping, maybe tipping tapping. Brewskis. Tapping? tapping? Uh, I mean, pouring beers? Tipping taps? <laughs> tipping taps. Tip taps. I think tipping, she's tipping taps at tipping the pony. Um. Yeah, so yeah, Maria is a is a bartender. Uh-huh. And also, yeah, seems to kind of be a townie at this point. It's ten years down the road and but she's she, there. But she is a cool one. She's carved. Yeah, she's super age. cool. Yeah, I like I like this other Maria as well. Yeah, I would like her to make more fr- be have more connections with the rest of the characters, but I think that's com- that's down the road. I mean, in this episode we saw her connecting with um was it Liz? Liz, yeah. Yeah, so her and Liz had a whole like yeah. episode this week. Yeah, that it was, was kind of nice. nice. And also we get more reference to Liz's uh, sister. Yes. Who it seems like Maria also had a friendship with. It seems like that, from what I could gather, Maria and Rosa, the mm-hmm. sister who is now dead, they were the friends. That's what it seems like. So it would be like you going to your sibling's friend and then like kind of hitting it off like years yeah. later. Maybe that's what's happening. I think it might be. It's hard because in previous episodes, they made it seem more like Liz and Maria were friends. 
But uh, maybe Rosa was only like a year older. Okay. Because you could, because if your siblings are that close together in age, they could share friends. Yeah, that makes maybe. sense. Yeah, yeah. You seem confused. Well, you've introduced like eight characters who have the same name but are different. To okay, me well, what do you want hour? me to, to do no, about no, it? No, it's fine. It's fine. I'm like, I. You say I seem confused. I am literally <laughs> confused. Okay. Oh, my favorite part was uh-huh. my favorite of the doppelgangers. Yes, as you pointed out when we were watching, was the soldier sheriff in yes. Roswell, New Mexico. Uh huh. He's essentially being Sheriff Valenti, but he's actually the dad of Alex, and he's the master sergeant. Yes, and Alex is the single amputee. Yes, Colin Hanks, who is dating Michael, or not dating, dating is a pretty strong word for what they're doing. They have unreleased sexual tension, then they release it all uh-huh. over each other. All then, over each uh-huh. other. It's what it seems like. <laughs> then we have, then Alex doesn't want to say hi to Isabel in the morning, which I, st- I think that's reasonable. Right. Because Alex and Michael haven't figured their stuff out. You don't, have to, you don't have to deal with the sister of the guy that you haven't figured out where you guys are at. I guess so. Here's I mean, she's also intense. Yes, that's a good point. Isabel is super intense, and maybe Alex wants to avoid her in any situation. <laughs> I get it. Um, <laughs> she's a lot. She's a lot to deal with. But I thought he was super fucking rude to Michael, and then you pointed out that maybe it was because uh, Alex's dad is the alien hunter. Yeah. But then we found out later that that wasn't really That wasn't it. Alex's dad just doesn't like him hanging out with a 'er ne'er-do-well, a a criminal. Yeah, and so he puts that bug in Alex's ear, and then Alex finds evidence of copper that Michael is stealing. So then Alex is like, hey, you are a 'er ne'er-do-well. And then Michael's like, well, it looks like you're just trying to find a reason not to be with me. And then Alex says, well, you keep giving me a lot of reasons. Yeah, I don't know. And illegal metal scrapping (laughs) operation? He's an airman. What does that mean? It Airmen's are drunks and ne'er do wells themselves. I won't say not murderers because like I don't Alex. know. What's that? Not like Alex. Alex He's, is here's the thing. Lace. Sometimes people are rules people. Rules people can't put up with lawbreakers. Okay. So if you were sleeping with someone. Yes. Who you obviously like, yes. but there was like social aspects yes. to this town or like. Okay, I don't know if I'm ready, or whatever the reason is. Yeah. You don't want to be like out as dating yes. this person. Mm-hmm. But you like them. Sure. And you found out they were running an illegal copper salvage business. Would that be enough to, would that be the final nail in the coffin? <sighs> There's a lot of history between these two. I think for me, in my actual current life in Los Angeles, I would have so many more questions. I'd want to know more. I'd be like, okay, so who I do? I'd be like, where are you? I mean, this may just be a conversation we had. This may be our last conversation. Uh But I'd want a conversation about, like, where are you selling this? Uh How much do you get for each bit of wire? Is anyone missing the wire that doesn't have the wire? How does someone that you stole it from replace it in their home? Is that a very difficult thing? Are you really screwing people over? Like, I want all the details. Yeah, it probably is. Like, it's probably the end of things. Mm Mm-hmm. But I'm very curious about you this. You want to know how the yes. operation works. Yeah. 
I mean, not to get too in the weeds about this illegal <laughs> copper salvage operation, but he did say the occasional spool of copper from the junkyard. So are people throwing away entire spools of copper? Like, I don't know. I don't. I think everybody knows coppers were. I know some coppers were something, and I don't yeah. even build houses. Exactly. Like so, yeah. I don't know unless he's being like flip about calling it a spool and really he's stripping it because that's my understanding when you steal copper usually you're stripping it off something from my experience from watching the wire yes that is also how i understand yeah i also saw that program yeah so i think that we both know everything you need to know about stripping up okay i do think that if you think that maybe the relationship that you're in isn't going to work because you're a rules person and they're a lawbreaker. And then you just see another evidence of them breaking law. And when you bring it up, they're very flip about it. And uh-huh. they're like, this is just what I do. Right. I think that it's still going to be hard to walk away. And honestly, I don't believe Alex is going that far. I think, like, Alex, is, I think Alex is right around the corner yeah, he's gonna, another booty Yeah, call. he's going to come right back around. But I could see that it would be enough to leave someone at the drive-in because you're just like, wow, look, you just proved my dad right, which, uh-huh. fun, I didn't want to hear that. Two, I don't, I don't know that I am into what you're into. Yeah, and that's fair, but it's not like they were on a date. They weren't. A, what do you mean they weren't on a date? They were not on a date, and I'll tell you why they weren't on a date because that morning, Alex was like, I need to sneak out your fucking window <laughs> because although my chest hair is matted to my body with your essence, oh I have God. to fucking slide out the window so I don't so no one sees that I've slept with you. And you brought up the point that it might have been like his sister. I think it was that's his sister not thing. what he was saying. He I think that's not how with that that's not how Michael took it in his heart. He hurt Michael's feelings. And yeah. that is a problem. And then, you should care about Michael's feelings. And he was not being thoughtful about Michael's feelings. And the next thing you know, he shows up at the drive-in. With a six-pack! Sure. Cute. Nice. Cute. Nice. But if Michael's already got plans to be selling some illegal copper, <laughs> he can't change his whole evening around. Apparently he can, and he did. And he was happy to do it until he got busted for being a criminal. I'm... Here's the thing. We're only yeah. in the third episode, yeah. and these fools have been back and forth a couple times already. I thought we were getting into them together at the end of the episode. Not that there would be no problems. I didn't think it would be so short-lived. Right. That they would already be like, it's too much. We're broken up. We're yeah, not going to yeah. do this anymore. So I'm a little bit like, come on, guys. Like, settle down. You, obviously, you cannot, you're not going to be able to ignore this thing. Right. This it's, thing is too big. But at the same time, it's like, you got to make this last at least 20 more episodes. Right, and I'm gonna be. I'm gonna. I'm gonna get tired. I'm not tired yet. Uh huh. I mean, you know me. I. You saw me. I rewatched all of their scenes at least twice, because <laughs> I was like, I gotta get every second. Colin, stop talking. Shh. I yeah. need to re-experience the Michael Alex of this moment. So like, I'm still invested, but eventually, I'm go- I think I'm gonna get tired. So I. I hope that they can figure out a way forward that is at least like, not. I want you. I can't have you. I want you. I can't have you. Yeah, and I would say, uh, so far, this that is they are the most interesting relationship. I don't yes. know if I ship them Ooh. yet. Okay, but I want to see everything that they do. Yes. Does that mean that there are other relationships that you would like to see less of what they do? Um. I, so again, um. 
Max and Liz. Yeah, you don't care that much. I mean, it's better in this version. So I will say, actually, on the whole, which I was very surprised about, because I thought I was going to be super into, like, the nostalgia and, like, the campiness and the sort of, like, oh, my gosh moments of the original series. But I liked this one a lot better. This one is really good. This one hits its, is I feel like, already firing on all cylinders in a Uh way that it takes the other show a little bit longer to get there. Sure. They have some. They have some trails blazed for them. That's true. I mean, and this show comes in a world where there's been shows like The Vampire Diaries and um, Pretty Little Liars. I don't know if that's a great example, but shows that like had a lot of things to set up and set them up quickly and set them efficiently and got you going. Gotcha. And I feel like this show does that very well. Uh huh. And all the characters feel uh, they each have mo- motivations and they're going forward. Yeah. I definitely am a much bigger fan of Roswell, New Mexico's Liz. I like her. Yeah. Uh, I like that she has a story, seemingly. <laughs> okay, uh, you had a bad Liz episode, I will admit, because your story is pretty much like, my friend, you can trust her. As Look, far as I know, friend. the only other thing she's done in, uh, in other Roswell is uh, she stole a pencil and, and DNA that tested it. That was pretty it. That, that was, was pretty big? dope of her. All right. Can you imagine? That's Daddy. pretty cool. <laughs> Wait, hold on. What? Were you just making fun of me? Yeah, I was. I was okay, cool, was cool, cool. Mimicking. I'll remember this next time I'm mean to you, which is what you think happens. Okay. <sighs> no, Um. so yeah, so we, we get more backs, Liz. We get shirtless Max being like experimented on by Liz, uh-huh. which was kind of interesting. And he's that, zappy. I like the zappy aspect. Yes, he's of a this. zapper. I mean, he zaps the whole town out. Yeah, at the end, at the of, the end episode. of the episode. Um, what do you think about a gentleman? Now he's a high schooler, a student, but Ooh. who writes a love letter, doesn't address it, and then delivers it on the family automobile of a of a girl who has right. a sister who's around her age. I don't feel like this was a great, his smartest move. She has a locker at school. That's right. a very easy place that only Liz is going to get it. She has a, like a bedroom. I know it's probably hard to get to her, like to her door or something, but like sure. she probably has a locker at the crash down. You want to put, you, I would say you want to fold it into a third or into uh, a quarter. Yes. And on the outside of it, just put the letter L. Perfect. A capital L on Done. it. Uh, and maybe a, a for your eyes only little. <laughs> is that wait? <laughs> and then like a sorry so sloppy at the bottom. Oh my! Sorry God. so short. Sorry so sloppy. Yeah. I here's the thing. Here's what I would have done in high school okay. after writing bad. Uh, this romantic is like page. Poetry. It was like pages long and was very intense for yeah. a relationship that was completely un- like they weren't dating. Right. This was, I mean, she touched his lip once because uh-huh. he had hot sauce on it. Which he said he had hot sauce on his lip for <laughs> hours and no one told him. You would feel it. it you would feel it. It makes no skin. sense. I think they're trying to make a reference because, and you didn't see this because it really wasn't in the episode we watched, but the aliens in original Roswell drank hot sauce, eat, drink and eat hot sauce like it's water. Like uh-huh. hot sauce is because they have like weird taste buds. So they put hot sauce on soda. They put hot sauce on everything they eat. Right. So it's like a thing throughout the series. 
So I think it's supposed to be a callback, like a nice, like a cute for fans to be like, hot sauce. Yeah. He likes hot sauce. And I but think you're it's... right. You don't have hot sauce on your lip for hours. And, and I, then I'm someone sure wipes it. Little... You're not. You can't wipe it off at that point. Well, it's it's congealed. Dry. You have to like get your if, thumbnail and just start scraping. If there's fucking dry tapatio on someone's face. Oh. It looks like blood. It's not. Oh, unless you think she licked her thumb and <laughs> rubbed his lip. But that is a very clear symbol. <laughs> right? Okay, take the risk. Write the uppercase L on the outside of the. Yeah. Letter. She may have licked her thumb. I don't. You no. don't lick your thumb and then rub someone's lip. No. You could maybe do their cheek if you were feeling very like motherly at them. Maybe. I don't I know. Don't That's know. crazy. Uh, maybe he licked his own lip, and then she rubbed. I don't know. It should be dry after hours. Hours. That's so weird. Um, I, I think his best move is just don't deliver that letter. I think that. I mean, that's what I did. That's I just, what I did. As I well. just did not right. Dozens of letters yeah, to and, people who and you And honestly, never... those letters, I hope, didn't survive the night. Like, they were not for, they should not have lived for 10 years. Can you imagine if somehow, this is like a magic situation, because like I yeah. said, I probably did, I destroyed things. But like, if you ran into someone and they pulled out a letter you wrote 10 years, not 10 years, in, college, in high school, uh-huh. pulled it out and like started to read to you from what you had written, that you had thought that they never got or that wasn't delivered to them that's like a nightmare yeah if you thought that you never got it so this happened to me actually just a couple of years ago i was going through like books yeah. in my childhood bedroom i found i found a letter that my childhood friend wrote yeah me, and i immediately took like pictures and yeah. sent it to her uh-huh. I'm like, look at this, this is yeah, exactly yeah. um so that's nice. I think that's it wasn't that's a horrifying. No, letter. you didn't confront her at the drive-in and just start reading pieces to her. If if I had it on me and I saw her, I probably would pull it out and show her re- though. But you wouldn't read it to her. I think reading honestly any love note. Uh-huh. Even in a not one-sided love affair. I think there's that's something the thing. like weirdly vul- like the opposite of like Hitting someone while they're vulnerable, like there's like a weird imbalance when you're reading someone's love letter to them because you're not you're not reciprocating any feelings. You're just being like, look at your beating heart. I'm showing it back to you. Whoa, yeah. Like it's very like I don't I have no problem if you want to read your a love letter you wrote to a person. Like whatever. Make give it make it a podcast. I don't care. But like what? someone reading your note or like I remember in high school. This one boy who was very sweet um, was dating my friend and then they broke up and then she would like read his letters to us. As like a gag? Yeah. Oh, that's so mean. And then I remember like feeling sad for him when I saw him next and being like, I shouldn't have heard these things. Yeah. These were your real heart feelings. And now, like, yeah, they've been treated like a slumber party fodder. When I was, I want to say it was in seventh grade, I wrote a love poem to a girl and then was approached by mutual friends of ours later. Uh, They were ragging on me for it. And I was, of course, mortified that she would share it with anyone. Of course. Um... You didn't write to whom it may concern. I didn't write to whom it may concern. I <laughs> wrote an uppercase what? B on the outside of the folded note. And y- you know who it concerned? 
only her anyway. Exactly. Uh, yes. No, it's terrible. And to th- like, but here's the thing: would we be more well equipped as fragile junior high students, uh-huh. or as like people in our fucking thirties? Like, if if someone from my hometown came up to me and be like, dude, you wrote some bad poetry when you were 13. No, they didn't say that to you. They started reading the poem to you. Oh, Here's God. the thing. I don't I think would, I, I wouldn't I'd be like, more. I feel like yeah. I'm turning red right now. <laughs> I don't know if I'd be as mortified, like, because you can never be as mortified as you could be when you were that age. Like, I, yeah, yeah. like, you just can't. But I think I would just be like, it would feel like something was ripped open that was closed and no, we were not. <laughs> Like, those feelings have been, like, duh. Like, those aren't even things that exist in me anymore. I mean, I think it's different for him because he's still, he's loved her every day. She was gone for 10 years. So he says. <sighs> I think Usually like- I find that romantic. For some reason in this, I think I'm turning against my usual hometown hero love story thing. Because I'm like, ah, oh, that's too, every day while she was just living her life, not thinking about you, you're just sitting at home thinking about her here's the thing i because that speech the hometown hero i've always loved you speech which normally i am not a fan yeah i say move on leave the town that you're yeah which she did she went to colorado started being a a biologist Uh uh-huh she's like she's had a life she's just come back she's she's scraping dna samples off of pencils yeah doing her thing Mm -hmm. out there um but he was getting to me yeah, he's a good actor. He is a I, good actor. I enjoy him. Um, and I take it with a grain of salt. Like, I've loved you every day since you've gone. Like, well, I mean, you know, not that, not that day. Yeah. That day I was kind of loving someone else. But, you know, like, later, yeah. after that. I, then, I, then he, then he loved and, you again. Yeah. Yeah, like, that's all right. That's the real life version of that. Yeah. No one wants to hear that. No, no. one wants to hear that shit. But I don't know that I even want to hear that I thought of you every single day. Yeah. I'm like, ooh. I actually, I said so, this is a platonic situation. Yeah. But I, I ran into a friend who I left L.A. years ago mm-hmm. at a wedding. I was just like, you know what? Every once in a while, I think about you again. That was really cool when we were hanging out. That's nice. That's nice. That's the true version. Yeah, that's like, the true version. Every so often, I mm-hmm. remember that we used to be friends. Well, yeah, I think like saying I remember you fondly, uh-huh. or I never forgot you. I never forgot you is great, but I always remembered you. Oh, it's like a different thing, right? Like always. I never. St- I guess maybe it's I never stopped loving you. Uh-huh. Okay, I n- loved you every day actively for ten years. Yeah. That, I think, it's like, it, it is the same thing, but there's something more like. No, you're totally right. There's, about it. there's a difference. Because I don't mind I'll never stop loving you. Because sure, because you, you can love other people while you didn't stop loving the first person. Yes, Fine. exactly. <laughs> like, you could be doing all kinds of things. You can love, you can love me for breakfast and love <laughs> someone else for lunch. Honestly, like, you can, like, love me while you're, do, while you're like, getting your degree in poli-sci. I, exactly. It's, you, they're not, like, you can do anything. Yeah, if you have to check in with the emotion of loving me every, <laughs> every day, day. At least once oh, a geez. day for ten years. That's exhausting. No, I'm tired hearing about you describe it. You're right, no. Uh, no one wants us to be loved that much. Except for Noah, I believe, is Isabel's husband's name. Oh. He wants to be loved. Okay, what How do you, you think? How did you describe him again? <laughs> I think he's like a movie star version of Danny Pudi. Yes. He's like if Abed was, had a really hot cousin. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's not that Danny Pudi is 
anything less than handsome. But Danny Pudi's great. He's and he's also very funny and talented. Yeah. All of those things. But he's a bit of a string bean. He's a, yeah, or just like a little like he could play Abed. This guy could not play Abed. But that's okay. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's great. No, it's <laughs> no okay. So I love him. <laughs> do you? Wow. I do. I do. What do you think about? Okay, because we. We're relationship experts because we talk about fictional relationships constantly. Yeah. So um, what do we think about you're married to someone uh-huh. and they tell you, my brother is my person. Yeah. Does he now in this in Roswell, New Mexico, yeah. is it the same as in Roswell where they are foster siblings? Well, I mean, as far as they know, they're siblings like they ra- they were raised as siblings. They aren't foster. They're they're like adopted. Is that what you mean? Yeah, oh, I thought you said they were raised in like foster. Oh, I'm sorry. Together. In original Roswell, Michael oh. was not raised with Max and Liz. He was but raised. Max and Liz are both adopted by the same. Yeah, family. and that's true in this too. Is oh, that yeah. they were adopted and Michael was yeah. uh, raised in a series of foster families? Then I would say, in that case, I mean, I guess it, it makes sense to be very close to your biological family. But I would say, in like, if your spouse had like a uh, not necessarily traumatic childhood, but yeah. untraditional childhood. Sure. Where she's found in the desert <laughs> with a boy she's not related to and then raised by a family they're not related to. Yeah. I would be like, your sibling relationship is probably going to be a little different than the relationship I have with my siblings. I would try would, to be understanding. Would you ask to be the person? I want to be your person. I mean, I would ask that before I proposed. What do you think about the my person thing? Like, I feel like this came into modern parlance during Grey's Anatomy. Did you ever watch Grey's Anatomy? I didn't, know. On Grey's Anatomy, the main character, Meredith Grey, Dr. Grey, Grey's Anatomy. That's how that works. Gotcha. She has a best friend named Sandra O. Oh, and she has a on and off again boyfriend. Eventually they get married and it works out, but... She has Before a best then. friend played by Sandra, oh, right? <laughs> not named Sandra. No. Sorry, her best friend is named Christina <laughs> Yang. She's it's played like not by Sandra. That character oh. Isn't even played by Sandra. <laughs> no, oh. it's, it's like... Sandra O oh plays Christina Yang. Gotcha. But Christina and Meredith are each other's person. That's like a whole thing. They say it all the time. It's like a ongoing thing. They're best yeah. friends. And they're yeah. like, if one of them needs something, they know the other person is there for them hundred percent. Mm-hmm. Ride or die. I guess your partner doesn't have to be that person, but like, I think it's weird to say to your partner, this other person is my person, but maybe you just, it's just part of honesty. I think it's, I think it's fine to tell your partner that you have a best friend. Like, I don't know. Cause it's like, it's the whole thing. It's like, Oh, like I'm married to my best friend. I'm dating my best friend. Um, not to say that that isn't true in a way, but it's also very <laughs> untrue in a way. I think it's me. true for a lot of people. I guess. Like, I ooh. think it's important. I think it's important for some people, or I think it's important in a marriage that you guys are like partners. Yeah. You guys are like in it. Your family, you're like done. Yeah. Well, no. Now that I think about it, I was like, because shit. If you're getting married and you plan on being monogamous, and I mm-hmm. feel like most people who get married, sure, think it's a very that common thing. Be monogamous forever, yeah. 
Um, and it forsaking all others, it's like in the the whole thing. Yeah, exactly. And occasionally it works out that way. Yeah. Um, I guess I wouldn't like the idea of my partner, my wife, uh, not being able to come to me with something that they would go to someone else. Well, no, yeah. actually, no. That's bullshit. It is bullshit. That's bullshit. Of course, I'm they setting can go you to up. someone else with some shit that they don't want to come to me with. Of course. Of course they can. Of course they can. They have to. Yeah. They're human. Oh, everyone has relationships of all well, kinds. Well, and no one can be all of the things to you that you need. I think yeah. the thing with Isabel is it's not about the things she needs, except the, the the need of taking care of someone and making sure that someone else is is okay in the way that she wants them to be okay. Like, there's a, like she calls it codependent, and I think it totally is. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not healthy the way she expects what she expects from Max and Michael. Like, because she's not, it's not about being peers with them. It's like she wants to tell Max how to act romantically. She wants to control whether he's in a relationship. She wants to control who he talks to. Like, it's a, it's not as healthy. Yeah. So that's problematic more, I think, than, yeah, the your person thing is fine. Yeah, I think the your person thing is totally fine. The problem is, what's the name of the husband again? Hunky Danny Pooty? Kevin, Kyle, Noah, Curtis, Noah, I believe. So, like, honestly, besides the fact that, like, at the end, when his wife is being like open and sensitive to him, yes. and he's like, "I receive this information, and I love you." Yes. Uh he doesn't have a lot of skin in the game because it's her problem that she has. Well, with and her also brother. she's she do- he doesn't know she's an alien. So there's all kinds of like depth to this issue. Look, we can't throw. I know, but she's I'm... an alien into the mix at this point. That changes the conversation. Entirely. Yes, but I'm just saying there's there's layers, and maybe that's part of it too. Is like there's always going to be like unless you meet your husband before you meet your best friend uh-huh. or your sibling, there's always going to be a history and a level of things you don't you you need to just accept. Yeah, because you weren't there. You you can't like absorb that history. Like, I'm, a sibling's always going to have background that you don't have. I'm sorry. I'm just really hung up on this uh, she is an alien thing. Uh, Wait, you it, are? Yes. You it, said ignore it. it I a, tried to step over it. It threw a wrench into the gears. Because now I'm picturing them. Let's say they go to couples therapy. Mm-hmm. And it's like, we that would this. be the thing that keeps coming up. And she's like, really? Because, you know, you said last week that you were okay with it. And now you're bringing up the fucking alien thing again? That's, it's like, you, oh, I don't mind that you're an alien. I'm upset that you lied to me about it. It's like, that? Oh, fuck that. All right, well, when those episodes happen, I won't invite you on the show. No, please. I want to <laughs> see this. I want to see how this plays out. Um, Yeah, I think it's it's a bummer that she is so sad in this episode. Because hmm. she looks very sad when she she's does. sad. She's a good crier. and But it's good that she can be cheered up by the film land before time i just think of that as the saddest movie it it really is but i think it's all about orphans i guess she's an orphan oh yeah when i saw it on the screen i was my heart was instantly filled with joy yeah you were happy um and then when you started describing particular scenes (laughs) that happened in the movie that i haven't seen in like 20 years i was like Oh, yeah, the whole movie is scary and or sad, like, the entire yeah. time. Yeah, I mean, I guess at the end they find the 
was it the va- the hidden ranch? Hidden, hidden, ran- hidden, valley, hidden ranch? valley ranch. They find hidden valley ranch. So that's good. But yeah. I think then the next ep- next movie they get out, they leave it. I don't uh I don't take land before time franchise as canon. Oh wow. I have to cut it off at okay, the first film. Fair. I have not re I watched the first one mm-hmm. a lot when I was a kid. And then I'd seen all of the other ones, but I don't think I've rewatched anything but the first one. You've seen all the other ones? I think there's like seven or eight. Okay, I haven't seen eight. I think they went hard on okay. the franchise. But I did, I would watch them. I don't know if I would. I, th- I got like three or four deep and I kind of realized, I was like, ooh. Yeah, I guess to me, Land Before Time goes in the same bucket as like Brave Little Toaster. Movies I enjoyed and I and I think were emotionally complex for me at the time, mm-hmm. but they would not wouldn't make me feel good to watch Brave Little Toaster. It would make me feel sad because okay. it's about how we all die, yeah, and we all become useless to the people that we love. Is that is uh, Brave Little Toaster about appliances becoming obsolete? Is it the <laughs> precursor to Toy Story? It's it's okay. It's very pre Pixar. Like it fits in with that stuff a lot okay um it's a the toast there's a toaster an electric blanket and a couple other things that belong to this guy uh-huh. and he moves and he leaves them and then they find him they chase him down and find him and they're like why yeah. did you do that to us or maybe he even puts them you know what he might put them out like yeah in the trash like, i'm done with this shit yeah i don't need a grumpy vacuum and judging the, me all the time yeah there's grumpy vacuum there's electric blanket who's like a kid yeah. there's brave little toaster and then they go, it's like, it's like Homeward Bound, but uh, if you, no one missed you. I remember, oh God, that's fucking awesome <laughs> way to describe anything. That's so brutal. I remember hating Brave Little Toaster when I was a kid. I don't remember it specifically, though. You don't need to rewatch it. it I, it's upsetting. Yeah, and if it's upsetting in the same way that Land Before Time is, then maybe I should have liked it. But let's be honest. Uh, fucking dinosaurs are easier to relate to than a fucking toaster. Interesting. Uh, interesting. Interesting. Are you a robot, Ryan Mogi? You're like, um, <laughs> I kind of like how uh, it's mechanized. and. <laughs> I found the Brave Little Toaster very... I mean, I think the... And Toy Story hit, underlined it so much more heavily in their uh-huh. franchise. But like the idea of growing up and being... And the people that loving you stopping loving you and you having no control over that is a much sc- for me it was much scarier than even like your mom dying. I think because my mom didn't die, uh-huh. so like my parents were gonna be around. I didn't have fear my parents wouldn't be around as much as like what if they just decide they're done with me? You know, like they have another kid. They decide they like that one better. Mm. They put me in a box outside. <laughs> All things that happened to you. No. The summer of no. 91. It was a tough year. No. Um, okay, I feel like we covered. Was there, I, any, were there any other high points that you wanted to discuss? I mean, I, Do you have any hopes for the future for Roswell, New Mexico? I hope that Kenny Banya shows up. That would and, be amazing. Uh, and... Uh, yeah, he has more uh, more alien archives to give away. No, honestly, I like I like Roswell, New Mexico. I think Roswell is very fun as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a fan. I don't know if I'm gonna go on, but if you were to give me cause to like 
uh, texting me more quiz questions. <laughs> yes. <laughs> throughout the week, then I might then I might have to keep up with it. That'd be amazing. Um, thank you so much for coming on, Colin. Yeah, I really appreciate thank you it. So much for having um, me. where can the uh, lovely listeners find you on the internet? Um, uh, well, if they want to hear you and I talk more mm-hmm. story about romance and fiction, yeah. they can always find us at uh the Same Day Shipping Podcast, which is about real love and fake relationships, and that's co-hosted by Patrick Ellers and Kelly Noji. Yeah, we have so much fun on that. Mm-hmm. Great show. Um, great. I don't remember how I end this show. How do you do it? Do you do like I a two relationship? <laughs> no, I could never. You go, the truth is out there. <laughs> this isn't the X-Files. Thank you for listening to Welcome Back to Roswell. If you're enjoying the show, please head over to Apple Podcasts and leave a review. Also, if you'd like to geek out further on Roswell New and Old and see my gift-making prowess develop, you can connect with the show on social media. We're on Twitter and Instagram as at RoswellPod. Have an amazing week.